The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Psalms 9, 9. Today, we pick up on part two of our topic of depression. Stay with me. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, this is Jeannie Smith. Welcome back to the Shattered into Beautiful podcast. So today we are picking up on part two of our discussion of depression. So last week we talked about the different forms of depression or rather the different uh, things, tactics that the enemy can use to bring us into a place of depression. And we talked a lot about self and inward eyeballs and how the enemy wants to put us in a place of isolation where he can get us alone so he can begin to speak his lies into our minds. So today I want to pick up and I want to, I want to talk about that I understand that the strongholds of depression is very, very real and is a serious issue and it needs to be addressed properly. We've went over some amazing scriptures from God's word in regards to um, depression. Last week I gave you some remedies. I call them God's remedies for depression. Some great scriptures that you can pull from. We talked about King David, um, referred to Psalms 41 through 3 and how he patiently waited for the Lord. He turned to him. He knew that the Lord heard his cry and how he said that the Lord lifted him up out of a slimy pit. And that's the same thing God wants to do today. He wants to pull us out of a slimy pit, a black hole. It's a, a demonic place and we call this place depression. And it's impacted many of our lives, um, many of our family members. And we have to understand there's a core root. So depression is first of all an enemy. It is the opposite of the abundant life that Jesus wants all of his children to live. It is a tool of Satan, so we're just going to expose it. It's the father of lies to keep you in a hopeless place, a bottomless pit. That's why King David said he pulled me out of a pit because King David recognized that it was a pit. But let me tell you, there is no pit too dark or deep that Jesus, our mighty defender, our Jehovah Rapha, our healer, our King of kings and Lord of lords cannot snatch you out of. You are never, never out of his reach, ever. So look up and see the light. Feel his love. It's his love that sets us free. And we have to understand his abundant love. His love sings over us and it dances over us. You are his beloved. So look up. Look up from that pit. Look up. Where does my hope and help come? From. It comes from the Lord. Take his hand. Know that nothing is impossible for him. Nothing for those who believe. That's Matthew 19, 26. Now, I understand that there are times when there is additional need or help that is necessary. And there's circumstances in our life, things that we go through that we just feel like we need an extra lift or extra hand. So it might be counseling. It might be inner healing. Uh, at times, it may look like medication. God has put daughters in place and things of that nature. But we cannot become dependent on those things. We have to become dependent on Jesus himself. 
I understand even the medication side of it because during infertility, when I couldn't get pregnant, I fell into a deeper pit of depression along with everything else going on in my life. And the doctors did recommend that I take something for a little while, and I did. But then as I began to take that, there was a restlessness in my spirit, and the Lord began to speak to me. He began to move, and he said, Jeannie, I want to set you free from some things. And he wanted me to be dependent on him and to trust him at the deepest, deepest level, even for a child. And so I decided I was going to obey his voice. I was going to follow him. I was going to trust him at the deepest levels because I knew that no matter what kind of depression I was in, that God was able. And so I decided I would take myself off the medication, in which I did, and I never took it again. Now, I tapped into some supernatural strength of the Lord during that season of my life. And today, I'm still tapping into that supernatural help and strength from the Lord, just in different ways. But I, I share that with you because I want you to know I've walked that path also. But know this, Jesus wants you to be free. And I wholeheartedly believe that God does give us, at times, needed tools, wisdom, and care, both through His Word and through the care and counsel of others who have overcome. How many of you know that the Lord can send someone to speak over you and just be a vessel of his love and his hope for you. And that sometimes alone leads us into freedom. When his words are spoken over us and we begin to encounter his love through a willing vessel, that alone breaks chains. So my personal experience with depression came from my abortion experience. And after that, more depression arose in my life through infertility and uh, there were times where I had suicidal thoughts because I would go into a very dark lonely place that the Lord never intended for me to be in and I started to after I got a lot of breakthrough and the Lord healed me from the pain of my abortion and he blessed me with a child I started to learn more and more about depression because I was helping other women break free from it teaching them principles that he had taught me through his word and I come to understand that it was his word that set me free and his love for me these encounters with Jesus and I realized that depression was a generational curse that had touched my family because my dad suffered from it my brother suffered from it I suffered from it and I am pretty confident that my dad's dad and his family before suffered from it and so it was a generational curse from the enemy now during my search to learn more and more about this demonic ploy of the enemy called depression the Lord began to teach me something and he began to teach me more about the demonic forces employed by depression and it's called shame shame is different than guilt guilt is a message of I did something bad when shame is deeper and it's a message of I am bad and when we believe that lie it takes deep root and begins to destroy our soul shame causes us to isolate which guess what you need relationships and so when you pull away and you detach yourself from relationship you enter into this place of loneliness, of darkness, hence we move into depression. It causes you to believe in a false identity of yourself. Shame occurs from many, many things in our life. Things that's happened to us, things that we've caused, things that we didn't cause. But it's often found many times in victims of abuse, any kind of abuse. And when shameful acts or sinful acts really have been committed against us, they attach themselves to the victim internally. It's called deep abusive wounds 
and this may be sins we committed ourselves, like I said, or again, sins committed against us, which is very much the case when it comes to abuse. And we've talked about this before, but it's very important that we mention it again here. But at any rate, it is calculated work, calculated work of the enemy. He wants to destroy your identity. He's been after your identity ever since you were in your mother's womb. He wants to destroy your image as a child of God. Now, one day soon, he's going to pay for all the agonizing pain and suffering that he's caused God's children. Oh, yes, he is. But today, we've got to understand the tactics. And so shame acts like a barrier, and it keeps love. Listen now. Shame keeps love from God and others from getting through. Satan does not want the love of God to reach you. And so he uses shame as a barrier, a false identity, a clothing that's been put on you. It's a barrier to keep you from understanding and knowing, coming into the full revelation of God's love. And others that love you, it's an attempt to keep others that love you from getting through that, guess what, might say a word from the Lord over you and speak life and hope into you. So it's meant to keep you away from God that loves you and other people that loves you. So what do you do? You isolate and you stay into this a long state of depression, being lonely and pulled away from the very things that you need. So it causes you to believe the lie that you are unworthy of such love and relationships in your life. Oh, I'm not worthy of those people in my life. Oh, I just need to stay away from them. Oh, I don't want anything, you know, all the things that are wrong with me to, to taint them and touch them in any kind of way. Then you start to listen and believe the lies. Oh, they don't love me. Oh, and then you believe, oh, I'm not good. I'm not worthy. Well, why am I talking about shame so much? Because shame is a tool used to put you in depression. Shame causes us to see the happiness and abundant life in other people all around us, but we think it's not available for us. We're not worthy of it. Why does everybody get to live this way? And why don't I get to live this way? They don't believe that they are worthy of it. Shame brings creativity, gifts, and talents, all those wonderful things that God's given you, purpose, to a dead halt. And it causes an inability for one to even express themselves, all their gifts and talents, so they just don't. They just don't. Oh yes, shame is connected to depression, but there is freedom. There is healing. Jesus has already covered the shame on the cross. Remember that scripture, fear not, for you will not be put to shame. You will not be disgraced. Isaiah 54, 4. Everything he did on the cross was so that you would not be put to shame. God speaks life and hope into shame. He breaks the curse. The curse for shame was broken on the cross. We see shame from the beginning with Adam and Eve. Satan tried to convince them that they were not worthy of God's love and redemption. Nothing has changed. He's still doing the same thing today to God's children. He convinces us that God does not cover us. However, we see in Genesis 3.21 that the Lord made garments from skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. See, Satan clothed Adam and Eve way back in the garden with a false identity. And they believed it. And that's when they came into the knowledge of shame and sin. That's when shame and sin entered into this world. But even with them sinning against God and doing what he told them not to do. God and his great love and his mercy. What did he, does, does the word tell us he did? He made garments 
the Lord God made garments for them and he clothed them with great love he covered them so we need to allow God to cover us he's already given us an identity now the enemy came and wrecked that and tried to clothe us in a false identity but God still in his mercy is willing every day every moment to clothe us back into garments of praise garments of love so rather than us covering ourselves with a false identity one hidden in shame we must run to God as though we are naked and afraid we must trust him we must call out to him and say here we are Lord and it is here when we do that that he comforts us and he covers us and he reminds us of the sacrifice of freedom that has already been paid for us he covers us with his love how many of us need to be covered in a blanket of his love how many of us need to have our identity restored now I know there's many things forms of things in our life that may lead us into depression and I know that God provides tools and help through a lot of sources but I'm going to tell you that I absolutely believe that depression is a demonic attack from Satan himself medications and counsel are great but they can only go so far you've got to get to the root of what is causing that and it's got to be uprooted and cast out of you in the name of Jesus there could be things hidden deep within your vessel your heart your mind that you don't even know is there that is the root foundation to that depression it could be from a generational curse it could be from a number of things but at any cost it's got to be removed and so what does that look like listen if you think that I'm just making this up I'm going to share with you a testimony right now this past week I have been away at a deliverance conference and I choose to go to things like this because because of the ministry that I do the the women that I've counseled with through the years and seeing the bondage that so many are in God began to move in my heart and tell me that Jenny I want to teach you more are you willing to learn more and as I said yes and obeyed him he started to teach me more and more about deliverance now we can get hung up on this word but please don't please don't because you have to understand that deliverance is just really rescue it's a beautiful picture of Isaiah 61 setting the captives free which is what Jesus came to do by the way he came for the sick to set the captives free to deliver the oppressed and so depression is absolutely one of those things and so at this conference we began to walk through some things and talk through some things things that were strongholds things that you know people were getting demonically oppressed um, by and these evil spirits and one of them was depression and right in front of us when I say right in front of us I could reach out and touch him a man began to weep and cry and fall into the floor and a demonic spirit of oppression and depression when the word depression was spoken over him began to manifest and he began to be prayed over he received the love of God and he was set free and what had him in bondage what had him in this sick lowly place his whole family was sitting in front of us there was four of them and all four of them we begin to see that this spirit of depression generational curse had fell upon all of them all of them at the end was in the floor weeping and being prayed over because this root of depression had come into this family's life and had taken over now there were a lot of other things that were being prayed over and broken off of this family 
But when the word depression, the spirit of depression came up, things went a little bonkers and a little crazy for a moment because that was a deep-rooted evil spirit that didn't want to come up and out, but it had to, and guess what? It did, and the man became free. So I'm not making this up. I've seen it with my own eyes, and it's very, very rare. It's not anything to be scared of. It's truth, and we must come into the awareness of it. So if depression is something that you suffer with, I want to pray over you right now. I want to pray over you and declare in the name of Jesus Christ that all strongholds of depression will be destroyed in your life. And I want you to speak this over yourself too. I want you to come into agreement with it. Do you? Do you want the depression to end? You need to come in alignment with God's will for your life. You need to speak this truth over yourself as well. And I want you to confess and renounce any sin that could be holding you back, could be holding you captive. You've got to renounce it and confess it and then ask for God's forgiveness and receive it. You have to receive it. Coming into alignment with God. Remember, the price has already been paid. Release and forgive all individuals that have ever caused you any pain or harm. Forgive them. Unforgiveness will hold you in bondage. You have to forgive them in the name of Jesus. And I want you to speak to depression with authority. And I want you to say, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. And then lastly, I want you to ask the Father to fill that space with and you must believe, you must believe these things that you've spoken over yourself. You must believe that God is good and that he is free in you and that he loves you and he wants to fill you with his presence. So I've taught you how to do it and now I'm going to close this episode out and I'm going to pray over you in that manner. Father God, I pray right now with your mighty power and spirit and strength over every single listener that may be listening to this today that is suffering with depression. And I speak to you, depression, right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I say to you that you have to come up and out in the name of Jesus. Father, give them the strength to confess their sins. Father, give them the strength to forgive one another. And Lord, after this work is done, Father, fill them. Fill them with your goodness. Fill them with your presence. Lord, may the goodness of you and your presence overtake them. May they be fully restored. May their inner being be strengthened. May they come to know you and experience you in a greater way and experience freedom, peace, and joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I want you to sit still. I want you to sit still with the Lord. And I want you to know that he is captivated by you. And I want you to be captivated by him and his love. And I want you to worship him. Worship him. Worship him and thank him. I want you to praise him for all he has done and for all he's going to do because the enemy hates worship. So for all the trouble he's given to you, give it back to him. Double his trouble. Friends, I hope this episode has blessed you. I love you bunches and remember, live life abundantly. If you like mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered into Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered into Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. 
I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Thank you.